Welcome back, everybody, to Your Creativity. We've gone international. We've got a couple of special guests here who are taking an extraordinary journey. Um, They are Jordan and Chloe Egbert. How are you guys today? Great. How are you? And the other question is, where are you today? (laughs) (laughs) We're in Slovenia currently. We're in a city called Kron, 30 minutes outside of Ljubljana. Ljubljana. Uh, to us people that don't get out much, where, where is that? <laughs> uh, Europe, <laughs> okay, so I, we, I think, right? The east of Italy, like if you were to look at the north part, like Vienna, Okay. that part of Italy, the very top, is touching Slovenia. Right below Austria and right above Croatia. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Alrighty. What? What have you done today that's been amazing? Because what what time is it there? Um, I think it's nine thirty p.m. Nine forty. Yeah, it's one forty here in Utah. So there's an eight hour difference. I'm I'm glad you asked on a day where we did something instead of a work (laughs) day. So I'll let Jordan explain what we've done. Yeah, you actually picked a pretty epic day to ask that question. So we actually we got up at five o'clock this morning. And went over to Lake Bled, which is one of the most beautiful, pristine lakes in all of Europe. And we were trying to get there for sunrise. Um, It's a pretty touristy spot during the summer. And so we like to get places really early to beat the crowds and get the sunrise, get the best views. So we ended up getting there around 545 this morning. Um, but it was rainy today, so we didn't get the sunrise. It was cloudy and rainy, but still pretty epic. So for those that don't know, Lake Bled is just a big lake in the middle of Slovenia, and then there's a little island in the middle of the lake with a church built on it. And it's just a really beautiful background, really green all around. And so we went to the lake this morning, and I went for a little swim. I swam out to the island. It was probably 300 meters, which is like 300 yards, and swam out there, and we got some drone footage of the island and walked around the lake, had breakfast and lunch there, and what else? We went to another lake right after that, Um, and this lake is known for like its camping and its beaches. I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't even want to attempt it because I'm not the I'm not the one who's gifted with that kind of stuff. That's Jordan. But, it's like Bohedon or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And it was absolutely incredible. As soon as we got there, though, it started pouring rain. So it was kind of sprinkling all morning. But right. right when we got to this lake, it was pouring. And so we just kind of danced in the rain and embraced it and ran around. And it was incredible. Everyone thought we looked like total weirdos because they were like – they were all under the like awnings or in their tents or in their vans or RVs. But with us, we don't get to pick and choose our weather. And so we just have to embrace whatever we get and just take it as it is. That's awesome. I, I love rain like that where it just pours and you can just play in it. And yeah. uh, the, the early mornings, we're the same way. When we go on vacation, we're up early so we can get into the amusement parks and whatnot, you know, really early before everybody else. And it's just, it's so much nicer. And then scenery-wise, yeah. we we were just down at uh, Monument Valley, and we stayed at the the View uh, Hotel down there. And the yeah. back the backside of that is Monument Valley, 
so from your balcony you can see the sunrise and it's just it's amazing incredible wow. yeah that sounds incredible now th this journey you're on you're in slovenia um mm -hmm. what where have you stopped before on this journey and tell us about the full journey itself do you want us to list because we're on country number 25 <laughs> wow okay <laughs> what <laughs> what's the last handful of um, let me, okay, so before this was Budapest in Hungary, which was so, because so we happen, this happens a lot, we actually did not plan um, according to a country, we kind of planned geographically our entire trip, so right. if it's next to each other, that's our next destination, and Jordan planned it um, a year before we had even left. So we happened to be there on a national holiday in Budapest, and we got to see these giant fireworks on the river. It was a 30-minute fireworks show, and it was it's definitely one of the top experiences of this entire trip. Just to happen to be there when people are celebrating a national holiday was really, really magical. It was really cool, too, because they had, they had a couple different spots on the river where they set up the fireworks. And in the backdrop of this river, is scenes straight out of a movie. I mean, there's this big castle, big parliament building, this bridge, and the sky is lit up with fireworks over this beautiful river in, in downtown Budapest. And over these like white or gray buildings. So like the buildings keep lighting up the colors of the fireworks. And the oh, wow. castles are lit up in the background. So that, that, was, that was pretty awesome. That's where we came from to get here. Um, and then before that, couple countries we were in and highlights we were in slovakia czech republic poland and estonia um those were some cool countries in estonia there's a abandoned prison so this prison was occupied in the early 1900s and it was close to a lake and i believe the lake flooded and so it flooded this prison and as much as they tried to get the water out they they couldn't so they finally had to evacuate and now this old abandoned prison is in the middle of a lake. And so I went out snorkeling through this abandoned prison and climbed to the top of it. Climbed to the top, jumped, jumped off. off. That was really fun, really cool. And um, in Poland, Poland was really an experience because so we're able to stay with locals in most places. But sometimes um, there are some major cities that we want to see. So we got to go see Warsaw, and it was incredible. We haven't been to a major city in a long time, and we loved Warsaw. But somebody offered us a place kind of last minute near the south of Poland. And we asked them, we're like, would it be okay if we went to Auschwitz? And they had actually, the girl had been to Auschwitz, but her brother and his wife had never been. And they've lived in Poland their whole lives. So we got to go to Auschwitz, and it was just one of those experiences that you'll never forget. It humbles you quickly, and it impacts your life forever. And so it it was – we didn't post anything about it. It was one of those things that we wanted to kind of keep for us and to experience it and be in the moment. We have a lot of photos and videos that will be included in our weekly video, but we didn't do anything with social media as, as it applies to in that time because we really, really wanted to just be there and experience it and understand what happened there. Yeah, sometimes you just got to keep things for yourself. Yeah. So t tell us about the, the main journey and its goal and everything. So... <clears throat> The main journey is we 
want to travel to every single country in the world. And now when I say every country, I mean UN recognized country. So there are 196 total and we're, we want to break a couple Guinness records while we do it. <clears throat> the first one is the fastest team to visit every country. So right now, and, and right off the bat when people hear that, they're like, oh, why do you want to do it fast? Why do you want to just go to countries? That's not it at all. The current record is three years and 95 days. And so we have plenty of time to see every country and experience every country. So we average about four to five days per country staying um, to, to really get ourselves immersed in the culture, get to know the people, um, experience the food, experience everything about the country. Um, so our goal is to finish seeing every country in two years. My 30th birthday actually will be June 17th of 2021. And so I want to finish before I'm 30. And her birthday is June 9th. So we want to finish before, what, I guess it would be 27? Yeah, I'll be 27. I'm, I'm June 11th. We're all, we're all two days apart. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> June babies. We, we split the month of June. So the 1st to the 15th, that's my half. And then the 16th to the end of June is his half. So we try Because luckily, if we were too close, we would overlap. But um, we so of those records, there's um, the first one, obviously, that he said. And then the other ones have to do with our age. And so that's another important reason why we are trying to finish before our birthdays. Because I will be... The and we don't we have, we don't make this very public, um, so you kind of have some privilege information here. We, um, I will be the youngest person to visit every country in both poles, if we end up being able to do the North and South Pole, and That's I'll be the awesome. fastest female as well. So those will be, I'll have two personal and the one that we have together, and then he'll have the fastest male for both poles, and I think the youngest as well. Correct. Yeah. So do you have the wall planned out for the for the plaques? Oh. <laughs> so no. I guess our parents can hang them for us. <laughs> so um where where did the I well you saw the previous record, but where where did kind of the your guys' uh, genesis to do it come from? You mind if I tell it? Yeah, go ahead. So um, we were living in Utah and Jordan and I, um, we get itchy feet, we call, like we love to leave <laughs> places and we both were like, we want to move. Like, this isn't just a vacation. We want to move somewhere. And Jordan applied to a bunch of different jobs all over. And I'm actually from Las Vegas and he got this job. And the big pitch was that we were going to open the European market for this electric off highway vehicle company. And they said, pick anywhere in Europe that you want. We will send you there. We, you just need to be near a major airport so that you can travel to every country and in Europe and expand this market. Right. Long story short, the business goes out. Like they're done, they go bankrupt and Jordan's done. And he, during all of this, cause you could kind of feel it coming. He's like, I don't think we're moving to Europe. That's the whole reason we're even here. Like, but I want to do something really epic. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we, I thought epic, like we were going to move to like Portland and he, I'm taking a nap on our way home from Utah to Las Vegas. And I wake up and he's like, I need to talk to you. And I was like, what do you need to talk to me about? Like, I'm so nervous. Cause 
Like, who wants to be told that right when they wake up? And he's like, as soon as you're really up, I'll, I'll tell you what's going on. And I'm just like, well, I'm up now, so you're going to have to tell me. Like, do you want to visit every country in the world? And I was pretty groggy, but I did say yes. And he was like, okay, cool. Two weeks later, kind of passed my mind. I didn't really think much about it. But two weeks later, he emails me our itinerary for our two-year trip around the world. And I was just like, oh, shoot, I forgot about this. Like, we're doing it. So we start planning and planning. And Jordan's the logistics guy. I'm more of working on logo and name. And um, we actually are we're very good friends with a family that has done this. They're called the Bucket List family. And so the dad of that family helped us because he's been traveling for almost yeah, four years now with three kids and he and his wife. And so he started helping us with the business aspect of everything. And we just went to town and applied. Jordan applied for to get more on. And so he added a bunch of others just in case we get them. And we got approved and took off May 30th of wow. 2019. So you broke up with the, their little, you, you, did you mention credit cards as how you kind of got some capital to move through because i was talking to my friend about it and he's like how does how do they pay for it number one question <laughs> yeah we, we get asked that all the time we did is we sold everything we own so i mean our cars our house our a lot of our clothes our gear we sold everything we have a couple boxes left that we still have at our parents houses of like um timeless clothes and like wedding photos basically and a kitchen aid because i'm a girl <laughs> and i'm not giving up my kitchen aid <laughs> and and this is something we started planning almost two years ago so we set a budget aside every month from both of our paychecks to save up um and then as a lot of people do in Utah, door-to-door -door sales, I went and did that for a couple of months before we left. So that's kind of our saving and getting the money ready. But honestly, a lot of what we're doing now is working with brands, working with hotels, uh, working with different companies that are help sponsoring our trip. So that's really been big for us as well to have that help. And staying with locals has been the biggest because that, I mean, obviously your biggest um, expense while traveling is your accommodations. Oh yeah, definitely. So that that adds up every single day. And um, when we left, we got a hotel room in France, and we got a hotel in Malta and Italy. And we were just like, this is adding up. We're not going to be able to afford this. Like, we don't know what to do. And people started reaching out because our friend Jessica from the Buckles family put out there, just hey, my our friends are traveling. If you've got somewhere for them to stay, please reach out. And it just blew up. It's taken over most of Europe. We've been able to see countries in the absolute best way by staying with people, learning their language, learning their culture. And obviously, it's been a huge like burden off of our shoulders to have to pay for hotel rooms. Have you guys stayed any Airbnbs or has it just been strictly with these families and stuff? We actually have um, in Norway. We stayed in Airbnb oh, for like a night, but, it was, it was but not much. We're actually finding that the prices are very similar, and, and there are different apps now where 
with hotels, if you stay a certain number of nights, you get nights free. And so financially for us, it's made more sense to stay in hotels. But we've also been very fortunate, like Chloe was saying, just to have different people from all over the world reaching out on social media and saying, hey, when you're in, let me know. You're more than welcome to come stay with us. We have a guest room. Uh, we'll show you around. And so that's really been kind of a fun way too, not only to have accommodations, but to see the, the country from a local state. Um, these are the things you need to do. These are the things you need to stay away from. Here are the foods you need to try and so forth. So it, it's been, we've been really lucky in that aspect. So uh, you guys mentioned some of the good experiences you have. Have you had any like strange or um, not necessarily negative, but just kind of, you know, bizarre and weird? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all part of traveling, the good and the bad. Wait, what? Now I'm curious. So, well, I mean, you were sick for a week. So yeah. That was. That's it. bizarre. <laughs> um, it's I got I got a stomach bug. I guess is the nice way of putting this. And I was in uh, Czech Republic. Totally fine. Absolutely a okay. One hundred percent. We were on top of an abandoned coal mine, and. I needed to go to the bathroom, so I had to run down like 25 to 30 flights of stairs and slither my way out of this weird coal mine that we're in, and I ended up just being in the worst pain of my life, and I had to go to a hospital in Czech Republic, which was very bizarre because they're like, you know, you just don't know what you're going to walk into in a hospital, a foreign hospital. And it was hot, which, you know, hospitals in America are freezing. So that was different. And no one spoke English. Except for one except person. Except for one person in the hospital that we happened to find, which was, I mean, very fortunate. Yeah. And they, I asked, I was like, I need pain medicine. Like, I'm here because I'm in pain. And she's like, well, first we have to roll out surgery. And I was like, surgery? I was like, you guys are not opening me up here. Like, I will fly home. Like, no way. I was, I started like sweating. I was like, please don't cut me open. But ended up just being the bug. And so I was bedridden for six days and couldn't move. And poor Jordan had to explore countries all by himself. So there's that. And then <laughs> uh, obviously the... The joys of travel, you know, missed flights, missed trains. There was one time we were taking a train from London. No, 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 from Amsterdam Amsterdam. to London. And it was supposed to be a five-hour train ride and really easy, no stops, just all the way there. Or no, one stop. And so we get to our one stop in Belgium, and they're like, oh, well, there's all this rail work going on 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 the train, so there's only one train going to London, and it's, sold and it's out. completely full, sold out for the next three days. And wow. so, we needed to be in London for the for Wimbledon, and so we're like, well, what do we do? There's only one tunnel that goes there. We look at flights; they're crazy expensive. We're looking at other trains, other possibilities of getting there. <laughs> we ended up finding a ferry that got us over to England. And from there, we got to a bus terminal. The bus was supposed to take us somewhere, but the bus got canceled. And so, long story short, a five-hour travel day turned into, turned into 14 no, hours. No, 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 18. 18 hours. It was nine buses, two taxis, one ride from a stranger, one ferry, one subway ride. <laughs> and that was what was supposed to be our five-hour travel day. So 
It was an absolute nightmare. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> now, you, you guys are chronicling this with videos and uh, content like that. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of tell us, you know, don't give away any of your your secrets, but w- w- as travelers, what's that element like? What, like, do you have to, you know, plan out extra time in those areas so you can get those shots? Or do you just, mm-hmm. you're more casual about it and just, you know, taking stuff and then piecing it together? Um, I would, you know, it's funny. We've never thought about it. And I think you've kind of pushed a button because I realized there, we could be better with it, but we also are trying to make sure that what we do stays genuine and authentic. So we don't try and put a massive amount of effort into a certain shot or a certain vision. Like we, we try and make sure we stay as calm and genuine as authentic as we would, as if we weren't delivering content as it were to say like we really are trying to just capture our travels and our memories and keep it as such like we never really go above and beyond with things like we don't get fancy outfits and go shoot on the trevi fountain like like in certain aspects and blow fake wind and like we don't do that we just want to see things and we want to experience things and we hope to capture them the best way we can when we travel is that the chronicling uh, helping to with the certification with uh, Guinness, or do you have your like paperwork and stuff for that too? Yeah, you explain what we have to do for every country because he handles it. Yeah, so Guinness actually requires quite a bit of information um, from, for, I guess, for every record, just to weed out the the people that try and cheat it or whatever. But every country we go to, we have to provide either our well our transportation how we got there we have to take public transportation to each country so we have to give our flight or our train record or our taxi ticket whatever it is and then we have to provide our hotel receipt if we stay in a hotel we have to buy something in that country and take a picture of the receipt and send it to them we have to get two signatures from independent witnesses saying that they saw us in that country on that date and then we also have to mark our location in each country with a gps coordinate and then send all that data over to them and then take a timestamp photo on top of that so it it actually ends up being a lot of work and it's kind of a pain um so it's like five pieces of evidence five or six pieces of evidence per country so jordan after a few countries after like a handful he'll separate them into files on like our hard drive and we'll just ship those over to Guinness at the end of this or we'll send them to Guinness. But it's a good and a bad thing. It's good because it's so hard and it's so much work. So not a lot of people do it and it's bad because it's very time consuming. <laughs> and I, I know on vacation uh, on trips, I don't want my pockets filled with receipts all day. And so, yeah, yeah. we try cause so I have an autoimmune disease where I have like extremely dry mouth and dry eyes and things like that. So we make it a goal to make sure that we buy, like as soon as we get to a country, we buy one big water bottle and Jordan will always take a picture of that receipt as soon as we buy it. And then we'll have that saved. And then that's the water bottle we'll use for the whole time we're in the country. And do you donate that water bottle when you go to the next 
country or are you saving all those up? <laughs> no, <laughs> we don't care anything. We don't collect anything. That's another big question is if we collect anything and just all of this evidence and all of our videos and pictures are what we collect. We don't collect any hard items. Has there been any hard items that you wanted, though, like uh, souvenirs or anything like that? Yeah, so um, Jordan and I loved to travel before we left on this trip. Obviously, this wasn't just a new love. Um, we used to collect a bracelet that had the name of the country from every country we've been to, and we put it on like a wooden dowel. Um, so it's been really hard not to collect a bracelet from every country because we would be stacked with bracelets right now. And it's like, that was something that we loved to do before. So it's hard when we're traveling. I'm like, Oh, Jordan, a bracelet. And he's like, we don't collect those anymore. Chloe. I'm like, ah, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> so that's been hard. And I'm sure as we keep going, there are things that I'll want to send home, but I know it's like, that's just not how we are. We're very minimalist. Minim minimalistic is the word I meant. So it, we won't, we won't be collecting anything, but it, that's okay. Uh, is there anything that you wanted to share that we haven't covered? Um, trying to think of like, I think like one thing I really want to um, express is that the whole point of this trip is not to rush through it. A lot of people are like, I can't believe you do that. Cause that's not exactly it. It's yeah. The time frame does seem rushed, but it really does not feel that way. There hasn't been a lot of countries or really any where I feel like, oh, wow, we didn't have enough time. Like, obviously, there are certain things that we'd love to see. Like, we want to go to Lapland, like, once we go back to Finland one day. But we were okay with seeing what we saw in Finland, and it worked that way. Um, but we are here to experience a country, not to see an entire country. So with staying with locals and meeting people like that and learning new cultures and things like that, it's that's the point. So we got a lot of flack from people who were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you went to um, Switzerland and you were in Alstetten, which is like the most tiny village on the east side. But that's because a local let us stay there. Like, they're like, you didn't go to Zurich. You didn't go here. You didn't go here. You didn't go here. It's like, that is not the point. We are not here to cover the entire country. We're here to meet people, be with locals and experience. And so that's just like a big point I always want people to understand and one thing for me dylan real quick um a lot of people too ask us well you're not going to like the dangerous countries are you like you're not going to north korea syria iraq iran and the answer is yes we are those are countries and we are going um and we're actually very excited to go to some of those countries now we understand that there are dangers involved with certain countries but one of our big goals when we started this was we want to show that there is good everywhere in the world. Um, what a country is isn't always what's portrayed in the media nowadays. And so we want to get into some of these Middle Eastern countries that we've been told all our lives are full of terrorists or whatever. And, you know, obviously we'll be careful and be safe and do everything we need to. But we want to show that, yes, there are good people in all these countries and they're not as bad as everyone makes it seem and so that's one of our big goals is to do that as well as you know do humanitarian work and provide service where we can um, 
yes, we're doing this because we love to travel and we love having fun. But we also want to make a difference in the world while we're out here. Uh, what kind of humanitarian projects have you done or are planning to do? So we actually, it's hard. It was one of those things where like when we planned this, I was like, every country, I'm going to find something. And every country has required us to speak the local language, which has been really rough because I'm like, oh, I want to come read to the kids. They're like, oh, do you speak French? And I'm like, no. And they're like, yeah, we don't want you. And I'm like, oh, okay. So it's one of those things where we're putting our feelers out there. We're really hoping for the best, but we do have a family in Kenya that we'll be meeting up with and they um, help with the local orphanages and local hospitals and things like that. And so we are really looking for those connections that people can help us get into those because there are a lot of social issues that apply to humanitarian work. People are really concerned about this white savior mindset that it's bad us going to places and trying to help because it gives some weird concept of going in. So we really want to make sure we do it the right way. We do it the way that the country would like us to do it because we do not want to be, we don't want to put ourselves somewhere that we're not welcome. And so what we're really looking for are those connections anywhere we can find them. That's awesome. Well, the podcast is called your creativity. So one of my bonus question is what does creativity mean to you? Like you, you guys used a lot of creativity, the way you plan the trip and, you know, different things you're doing. So let's speak to that. I kind of have mine, but if you've got yours, you can go first. You go ahead. Um, for me, creativity has always been like designing. And I love, love coming up with like logos or business cards or yep. things like me that. Too. that <laughs> so when Jordan kind of came up with this, I was like, all right, well, let's figure out our logo. And he's like, well, what about like, you know, the trip in general? I'm like, no, 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 no. We need a logo and we need a cool name. And like, I wonder what colors we're going to use. And so, um, for us, like our friend Garrett actually came up with our name of counting countries and he also helped us with the logo, but it was one of those things where I wanted to make sure we were in this company, that it wasn't, um, one of those like kind of funny things that didn't make a lot of sense, but it looked cool. Like I wanted it to be us. I didn't want it to be like Jordan and Chloe and like some fancy cursive writing. So, um, when, when we came up with the tally marks, we really wanted it to make sure that it showed things that we believe in and things we stand for. So we each picked something like for me, um, it means to make it count. It means to make this trip count. Don't like leave it thinking that you kind of left something out there that you could have given your all. And for Jordan, he um, had it like a sense of accomplishment, like that fifth stroke of the tally mark showing that like you've completed a journey. It wasn't a check mark. It wasn't like, okay, we're good. Let's go. It was one of those every four, that fifth one, you've completed something. And so for me, that was really big as it applies to creativity in this trip. It was making sure our logo represented us and what we believed in. That's awesome. And yeah, and I have a little, I have a little different take on it. Um, creativity to me is doing something that other people are doing, but doing it in a unique way and doing it different than everyone else. And so, if you think of artists or musicians, everyone's painting a picture, everyone's singing a song, but the ones that are creative are ones that are doing it different and unique. And so, for us, a lot of people are traveling full time. But we want it to be unique in the sense of 
you know, we're going to do something different. We're going to travel to every country and we're going to, yeah, we're going to stay with people along the way to immerse ourselves in the culture. We're not, yeah, five-star hotels are great every once in a while, but we really want to, you know, get a feel for how people live in this country and not just the luxury of the country. So that was big for me um, in, in a creativity sense was to do this differently than other people are doing it. That's awesome. Uh, the, the other bonus question is, um, who is your favorite Muppet and why? <laughs> Funny. Oh, my gosh. Um, the Muppets. Man, they <laughs> there's a new one. Uh, she's not new. This She's actually kind of old, but I'm trying to remember her name. She's purple. She's really cute. Hold on. Do you know her name? Is, is it the new one on Sesame Street? The Abby Cadabby? Or yeah, anyway. yeah, Abby Cadabby. Does that count? Yeah, yeah. Any Jim Henson created creature. So, like, I grew up watching um, the Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah. So, huge fan of the Christmas, like the entire Christmas Carol. But I would say Abby Cadabby is mine because she's just so perfect and cute and when she came out i like i had a newfound love of the muppets and she just taught good lessons and she's so freaking cute oh i have a feeling you're gonna say i gotta go with the classic i gotta pick kermit kermit's the man yeah he, he really is i yeah i don't even have a good reason why i just i really love kermit reminds you of your childhood i'm sure yeah it does <laughs> for me it, for me it was gone so never heard you do that what the heck what, what did he do kermit the frog he never ever his impressions no offense babe but they're usually really bad that was the only one i've ever heard him do good i liked it wow get you guys nice and relaxed i can pull all sorts of stuff out of you perfect i love it and then the final uh, bonus question is, in the movie of your life, who would play you? Oh, my gosh. That's hard. Movie of our life. Bradley Cooper. That's because that's my celebrity crush. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. Ah, oh, dang it. Who would play me? Um, uh, I, I kind of would say, we don't look alike, but Jennifer Lawrence She's just sassy and like straight to the point and doesn't really care. And I kind of like that. I don't like being around the bush. Yeah. We had a, a guest recently who, who gave this, that same one for the very similar reasons. Perfect. <laughs> um, j just to touch back on uh, the bucket list uh, family. Uh, so Chloe, you were their assistant for a while. And is that where you kind of, Got got the kind of know how to the video chronologue chronicling your your guys' journey. No, so um, we're first and foremost we're friends, but I'm the type of person who likes to um, solve problems. That's just who I am. And when we, because we all went to Tonga together, uh, just Garrett and I and the kids, and then Brooks, like and Derek Huff, and we were sitting there, and they were just kind of ranting about stuff it's like oh we couldn't find like our dream car we've been looking everywhere we can't find it and then Jess was complaining about a shirt and so when I got back to the U.S. I 
um, found their dream car and I helped them start a clothing line. And so it was one of those things where they were just like, you help us. So now you should just work for us. And so I started working with, for them and um, working for your friends. These people especially was just amazing. They are full of information. They're living the dream in, in our dream basically is one of those things where they were like, have you been following us since the beginning? And I was like, uh, no, because I was prideful and bitter and I wanted your life. <laughs> and they were just like, well, what gave in? And I was like, I realized that I should be happy for people who are doing what I wish I was doing. And I started following and they're like, like, okay, hey, thank you. Like, I'm glad. And like, now look where you're at. Like we're in Tonga. And, um, when we were in Tonga, Garrett, I was holding Callie, their youngest, and Brooks like asked me, he's like, when are you and Jordan going to start having kids? I was like, oh, we want to travel. So we won't have them for a while. And Garrett's like, oh, it's so hard to travel with kids. Like, I totally understand why you're not doing it. And I was like, uh, it's kind of hard to travel to every country in the world with your child. And he's like, what are you talking about? And so I told him what Jordan had come up with because we had been secretly planning this. Nobody really knew, but I knew they'd keep it a secret. And as soon as I was like, yeah, we're going to go to every country in the world and probably about two years, break a Guinness world record. And everyone at the table was just like, let's do this. And I was like, who's us? Like, what are you talking about? And they're like, all right. So first thing, like, let's come up with your name. Let's come up with your logo. And I was like, I like these people. Like we're on the same page. And they're like, who have you reached out to with brands? Like, who do you want to work with? What's your dream company? Like shoot for the stars. Blah, blah. Like they just started encouraging Jordan and I and what we were doing. And we have just been able to pick Jess and Garrett's brain and brains and just ask them the best way to do these things. And they have been a huge help. That's awesome. Uh, where can the world find you to follow your journey on, on social? So Instagram counting dot countries and then YouTube uh, is just counting countries and Twitch as well. Something we're starting to do now is live stream so um a little counting bit countries yeah as well. counting countries as well so all, all three of those platforms we we answer every question on instagram or we try to and, and we post weekly videos on youtube every sunday and then we're going to start live streaming probably three to five times a week on twitch that's awesome that's awesome we also have a website too, countingcountries.net. So that's where we're going to start blogging as well for those who enjoy reading. Do people still do that? I, I can't remember the last time I read. <laughs> Wait, sorry, you cut out. What did you say? I said, do, do people still read? I can't remember the last time I read. Oh. <laughs> I'm a big fan of reading. It keeps me sane. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much. Um, I I appreciate you coming on. I saw you on KSL, and I'm like, they, they sound so cool. I'm going to at least try to reach out. And thanks for answering and taking the time. Of course. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thank yeah, you for we, reaching out. We really appreciate it, and we appreciate being on the show. It's very nice. The podcast is done, man. Ah, ah, ah.